Hey guys, welcome to Unmapped, a podcast of true stories of expatriates and travelers. On every street of every big city, you will see us, the so-called foreigners. Behind every expatriate, there is a story to be told. Where do they come from? What made them leave their home country? What are their struggles and pursuits? And where are they going next? Unmapped is a podcast of this story, told in their own voices. And I am your host Hannah, a girl grown up in a tiny town in China. It is now my fifth year in Paris. I have always been a foreigner the most part of my adult life. It is exciting, exhilarating, scary, and lonely at the same time. The unmapped journey of expatriates is always a journey of navigating an unknown world and pushing the boundaries of our own comfort zone. A few weeks ago, I was scrolling through the expatriates in Paris Facebook group when I saw this video. In case you didn't know, one day you will die, and I want to show you why the job that you have that you hate is a waste. Of your life, see this right here is our childhood. I'm not usually a big fan of motivational of speeches, but this one really made my heart tighten for a bit. This concern to find a fulfilling career is always on my mind. Yet I have never figured it out completely. At the beginning of 2019, I finished a two-year contract with a big corporate. I came to France five years ago with a goal to work in a global company like this, in a job like this. Yet, I didn't quite feel happy in that big headquarter of the giant company. The environment wasn't fitting for me. When my contract finished with this company, I delayed my graduation so I could really figure out how to be happy at work. In that period of my life. I was forced to rethink what really matters in a career, adding new elements that was never used when they described the definition of a perfect job for me growing up. My value, my life purpose, human connection, and so on. Some people say that when you don't know what to do with your career, you become a consultant. Today. Working as a management consultant in a small firm of thirty people, I feel that my career path is way more clear than a year ago when I left the big corporate. But still, I do not know whether the perfect job is really a myth. For me, there's always some sort of choice and trade-off. That's why whenever someone tells me to do what I love, I am still very puzzled. And under the same Facebook post, I saw that someone commented. She said, "It's so true. I speak from experience because I did it." I wanted to know this person who found her perfect job. I wanted to know how she did it. I wanted to know what a perfect job looks like. I wanted to know what that journey looked like, making an active decision to start a new life. So I sent her a private message on Facebook. 
and then I got a reply within the day. We jumped on the Zoom call to talk about her journey. This is Simona, an Italian who's been living in Paris for ten years. And I started as an engineer in、um, in Ducati, that is、um, one of the main motorbike companies in the world.、Uh, and then I realized more and more that I didn't want to work only in Italian, but I wanted to have、uh, interaction with.、Uh, With the with international life, and therefore the more and more I went more on the commercial side, until becoming a business development manager, an international one. So I was traveling everywhere, and I was handling contracts of millions and millions. For a very long time, I was happy with that.、Um, when I arrived here in Paris, I was really happy. I think I start two or three years before the last year to feel that I was. Looking for something different. The more I was growing up in my career, the more I was demand to take decision about my stuff around me,、uh, based on money instead of based on who they were and what they were doing and what they were needing. And that already was something like <gasps> I was feeling was I was not okay with that. Also, I just realized that the decision I was taking in my life were based on money. Okay, if I leave this job, I need any way to find a job that is going to give me the same account,、uh, amount of money, not less. You know, this kind of thought、uh, you might start to have a certain point when you get used to. And yeah, and I realized that everything in my life was in some way too much based on these kind of things,、um, and it. Was not really what I wanted. It has not been a shock in the sense it's, it's been something I think that、um, growing up in me day by day until a point where it was that night, famous night, where after I just realized that I wanted a different life. The famous night that Simona is talking about happened in 2016. A few months before Simona decided to quit her job, she found herself hiking in a mountain in Bolivia. I was in Bolivia,、uh, over four thousand five hundred meters, around minus twenty degrees. I was really dying of cold, and I was、um, I was having really serious problem. I couldn't adapt to altitude. And there were already three days. They have tried to give me whatever,、um, coca and whatever, to help me to to adapt, and nothing was working. And I remember the last night. I was really like the headache was so crazy. I was just keep going to saying, I still have to do things here in this planet. I don't want to die right now. I want to come back home and do. And I and I just said what I wanted to do. I was like in a kind of moment of let's say light. When you you just think, okay, no, I have to do this, <laughs> and still now, when I have some doubts, and I'm just thinking, no, 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 I know, I know, I know. Simona started her career as an engineer, and then she was for 15 years a business development manager in different multinational companies. Before she quit her job in 2016. Simona had been working in the same company for more than seven years. Therefore, quitting that job 
was not an easy decision to make. The, the, the most difficult one, it was the day I called the HR uh, to say that I want uh, what here they call it a rupture conventionnelle, that is a kind of mutual agreement to leave the companies. I took t- around two months, maybe more, to arrive to that point. Uh, and, uh, and I remember that it was a Friday and in the morning I thought, okay, I'm going to do it right now. And instead I arrive around three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, right, you're in front of the phone. And you're, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? And then at four, I was, I was planning to, to live with some friends for going to ski. So I knew that it was a kind of time limit. I had to do it before four. So finally I did it. And, uh, and I remember when I, I closed the call, I was crying at all my, uh, whatever. I mean, all the emotion just went, come out. And I remember that, you know, I was like, oh God, I did it. I did it. I did. I was like shaking. And then the morning after, I said, oh, I have a new life. <laughs> I was not sure about what I would have done later. The only thing I was sure is that uh, I had something like, three months of holidays, never used. And I just want to do something for me that was to cross the Andes walking. And it was one of my dream. And the only thing I wanted to do it was to um, to make through one of my dreams. So I, I, in my plan, there was just only, let's say six months after uh, re- uh, after giving up my job, where I would have done nothing than travel over there. Um, and this was my plan. And then I thought, when I come back, I'm going to see which kind of job I want, if I want to stay in this kind of environment, if I want to change everything. So yeah, my next step was, was just only fix, uh, well, use the miles that I collect in so many travel before. <laughs> to take a one-way ticket <laughs> for, um, for uh, before Argentina. And then I, I, I did uh, all uh, Chile, Bolivia, and stuff like that. Just traveling without having to double-check my emails, oh, amazing. <laughs> Even if at that time I already learned to switch off my phone around seven o'clock in the evening and say myself I will not switch on my emails before eight o'clock in the morning so I had already learned to set up a kind of limits because I was working of course with people around the world so um, if I would I could keep going working 24 hour on 24 hour and I was getting crazy at certain point so I just learn but yeah be free like this it was amazing in Chile, I met so many wonderful people uh, that were happy with nothing. Um, and I find myself so much in nature, walking nature for days and days. And I think this helped me to reconnect with uh, what I like the most and the basic things, uh, what makes me happy. And therefore, when I come back, um, I was really sure I would have not come back uh, to do the same type of job. 
I always wanted to be a, a psycho um, uh, a psychologist when I was a, when I was a kid. I, w- I wanted to be a psychologist, but since I was uh, 14, 15, at that time I was already reading Freud. Even if today I really cannot handle it, but <laughs> I was really like, I want to know. I want to know how the mind works. I grew up in a family where the idea of being a psychologist would have mean not having a job. <laughs> so the point was, no way you are going to do something that we know you can do very well because you are good with numbers. <laughs> and of course, the choice was quite different. Um, and, I, and I just realized that I wanted to try. And Simona is today a psychotherapist for highly sensitive women. These women who have a somewhat severe and perfectionist side, a monkey mind, often with a difficult background, who find themselves exhausted, missing appreciation and undermined in their confidence. They want to meet everybody's expectations, but they no longer listen to themselves anymore. Contrary to the usual psychotherapy model, where a patient is usually followed by the therapist for years, Simona invented a four-month program. Simona intended to help highly sensitive women take control of their life, regain their confidence, the self-esteem, to live the daily life with more ease, to be free again, to be well in their skin and in their everyday life. Simona is also a highly sensitive woman herself. That's why the step to quit her job and to become a therapist was for her also a step to stop pleasing and start taking control of her own life again. Let's say are four years that I, I authorize myself to try to have a different career or a different path from the path that is true I decide, but I decide together with the people around me. While the one that I do today is the one that I just decide myself. I, I work totally free for probably one year and a half. When you study heavily uh, and, and you have a certain type of degree, uh, you might feel not uh, authorized to do something different. Therefore, I think I needed to be sure that I was really able to help uh, and I was not feeling ready to be paid. But I give myself a certain amount of time because I was not sure of my possibilities. So you see, it's a, it's a step-by-step learning. It's not that you decide, I'm going to be that, and, and you are sure, at least not for me. I, I was full of doubt. Still today, sometimes I have my moment where I say, oh, am I really doing the right thing? And I'm really happy in the sense of, I feel I'm, I'm helping uh, as much as I would like to help. You know, the doubts always come up. Now imagine, after 15 years of working as an experienced business development manager, to start again from point zero as a therapist. It was such a scary thing to hit the reset button and allow yourself the vulnerability to be a green hand. Well, I have different people that I knew, but the first one I didn't know at all 
uh, that called me, uh, knowing about me uh, through her friends. It was a lady that was having a massive problems, <laughs> was just getting outside from the hospital, uh, having a surgery, lost his dad um, with cancer. I mean, it was so complex that I remember that when I closed the call, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I really be useful <laughs> but it was totally free so at least that you know <laughs> would help me to say okay <laughs> but um, but I was really really scared and I remember I called a friend of mine that is a, is a therapist too that told me no worries uh, you will see uh, you're going to get the people you might help and at the end of the day it's true and also today I'm, I'm is something that I really see. There has been one one client who was too funny. She, she really told me, listen, I, I've been through therapy for so many years. Are you really sure I can change? Are you really sure I'm going to be able to do this in just four months? And I was like, yes, otherwise, how can I keep going with my life it was not true I mean I'm, I'm just working with this and she said okay uh, and she was really like oops and already one month later she had changed so many things she gave up with this boyfriend uh, and I was really surprised myself even because I was like thinking oh shit in one month she's changing drastically things because she was living with him and many other things I was like it was wonderful when she was like if I think I called you one month ago <laughs> and today she's a completely different person in the sense that she's happy she has a real light now when, when she's talking and she lives her life now with a kind of uh, light in the sense she seems really always in the present moment and it's a pleasure just only to watch her during the covid I was really worried seeing people around me like friends or whatever fighting or feeling really bad about stuff and instead uh, even those clients for which I was more worried they were always telling me I'm feeling good I'm okay I'm enjoying to stay at home doing nothing or I'm enjoying to finally work from home you know they were finding the positive things of this stuff and I was like yes okay I'm happy so for me the rewarding the biggest rewarding is that Taking such a step in one's life is always like swimming upstream. To the others, it can be unconventional, crazy, unacceptable. According to Simona, that's part of daring to do something most people do not. It's to stand firm while facing the innocent comments from people that can sabotage your determination. Colleagues, families, friends, uh, not everyone accepted at once, of course. <laughs> so that was quite difficult at the beginning, also because you need before to accept you are doing something completely crazy, crazy respect to what the other are thinking, of course. Um, <laughs> and then, and then there is the point where you are going to say it, and then the point where you have to face all the fears of all the others because the real point is that when people are telling you what are you doing they are dealing with their own fears and it was the same when i left for south america like this i mean people were 
you are blonde, blah, blah, blah. I was blonder than before. Um, you will be killed, they will... Uh, I mean, nothing happened, everything was fine. I never felt myself so safe or whatever. I mean, even walking with the Pumas around. I mean, they, everyone was having their own fears. Many people would like to do several things, but they can't. And therefore, their reaction of often towards people that are doing what they would like to do, it's really like to try to cut their, their legs in some way. But uh, it's an unconscious thing. So I just have to learn to accept they might have this kind of reaction. They were not against me, but they were their own reaction, their own reality. At the beginning, it's not easy, but the more and more you learn, the more it's easy just only to, to accept that for them it's like this, and even to feel sad for them because they cannot get out from the cage they built around themselves. I am also myself a highly sensitive person. And people who have managed to pursue their dream career so fearlessly always made me more or less anxious. Even though I try to tell myself that everybody's life has different struggle and joy. But the people who dared such risk and instability also made me wonder, like what they said in the video in the beginning, am I wasting my life? Is there a better option out there that I just didn't have the gut to explore? The amazing thing about speaking with Simona is that she never made you feel anxious. When you see things much later, you always might think, ah, I could have done better. In particular, if you are an highly sensitive person, there is always some kind of overthinking. You have a kind of type of information when you take whatever decision you are taking. And you are already doing the best, the best you can with those kind of information. And after yeah. everything is happening anyway, it's an experience for me to develop. So no regrets? No, no, no. It's always an experience. I can only develop in better. Even if, of course, I can go through heavy stuff, uh, difficult situation, moment where I might just say, sorry, I could say some bad words. Fuck what I've done or whatever, okay? <laughs> there yeah. are always different difficult still. times, but the point is, okay, through, going through these difficult times, I'm going to be anyway a better person after but uh, today i'm telling you this of course 20 years ago i would be probably not agree <laughs> it's true that when i was a businesswoman in industry i was i've been from very beginning been tough to to planify where I would have been in one year, in three years, and in five years. I was living myself in that way, it's true. And instead now, I would say, first, things are no longer the same. I mean, things might change from month to month, even in a company. You might apply for a job in a company, and six months later, this job is bought from another company, of another culture, with another setup and whatever, and everything have changed again, and you have you are no longer maybe required to do the job for which you've been uh, accepted there. So, I mean, 
it's also for that reason I can't I, myself I prefer no longer think I can't be sure of who I want to be in, in 10 years there are so many things probably are going to happen so many things I'm going to learn or maybe I will be not here I mean <laughs> So I have no idea. I, I for sure I have dreams, huh? uh, and I'm and I'm working to realize my dreams, but it, it, they might change, and I accept that my that I might change them during my run. <laughs> yeah. As you probably noticed, Simona was always telling her story with love. I definitely didn't expect to learn what I learned from Simona today. Her story did not make me feel as if I am missing out on my life. But instead, as a highly sensitive person myself, our chat had turned out to be so nourishing and soothing for me. I felt more settled in my situation today. Instead of getting stressed out about wasting my life, I started to try and live the present asking myself this question every day. What do I need today? Where are my limits? And believing that everything I'm doing today will lead to something good in the future. Be attentive to the small daily progress instead of always feeling anxious of not daring something tremendous. Thank you so much, Simona. If you want to learn about her story, check out her blog at version 21, that is V-E-R-S-I-O-N-E-21.com. This is so much for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Hannah, wishing you a great week ahead from Paris. If you know someone with a nice story, please write me an email at unmappedpodcast at gmail.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe so that you will be updated with future episodes. And until next time, stay calm and take care. I feel so happy talking to you, like, not only for the podcast, I just feel like I get your positive energy. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> That's this great. morning I was a bit upset because the weather... Are you in Paris now? Yes. Yeah, and today is a really sad morning. <laughs> very sad morning, waking up feeling a bit sad and then about the stressful situation in my job yeah and I, after talking to you i feel like you have this calm energy like you don't you, you are not worried you are just very calm and, and you are always smiling and now i just feel like you have given me part of your happy energy <laughs> that's good i'm really happy yeah, about that <laughs> i'm very happy that i i talked to you and you know, a life is so weird, right? Like I just saw your post on internet. I'm like, and you are actually the first person that I do not know, the stranger that I approached for the podcast. Ah, yeah. So, and you know, I I neither realized for which reason you were asking. I just thought maybe she just is going to take a decision about her life, and she just needs to double check.